Lesson 7, The Law of Cause and Effect. I am the cause and the objective world is the effect. As stated in the 1933 presentation speech for the Nobel Prize in Physics, quote, the only assertion that can be made regarding causality is that the physical laws signify a certain probability that one or another incident will take place. I am the God particle that is the causality that determines the probability and sets creation into motion. Quantum physics is just like metaphysics. It's the same thing. Meta means before. Before you can send something across the internet, before you can send data across the internet, you must have metadata. This data is located in the hidden header of the data that you're sending. And it tells the bits how to arrange themselves, where it came from, where it's going to. It begins here, it ends there. This is meta, metadata. And the data disperses itself and then pulls itself back together again. It goes through seven layers. To do this, it's called the OSI layer in computing and networking. So it works both ways, you know, and it's the same thing. Quantum physics is the same thing as, you know, uh, someone who studies the Kabbalah or who is a Sufi. They're the ones that study what happens before physics takes place, Newtonian physics. And as we evolved and changed our thinking and went into the story of science, it became quantum physics. They've reached the end of the story and they're searching for the God particle, which they'll never find because it's inside you. I am is the God particle that is the causality that determines the probability and sets creation into motion. Quantum physics and the observer effect states that simply observing a situation or phenomenon necessarily changes that phenomenon. It's right there in front of their faces, but they can't see it. They're in the forest trying to chop down trees because they can't find the forest. And that's okay. We all do it. Bless them. They're going to figure this out. They come so close and it's not observing it that changes it. It's what you're thinking about it and what you're imagining. It's what you believe you might see and how surprised you would be if you saw something totally crazy. So then something totally crazy comes to show you that, right? All the ancient texts are telling the same story. This is the same story. I am consciousness is the cause and the effect. You think it, you imagine it, and it appears. Without you, it can't do that. There is no world without you because the world's inside you. 
God is your conscious and subconscious. That is God himself in you. He does not understand words. You think he does. He understands feelings and emotions. He understands images. But he doesn't understand the words you say. The words you say are a part of man. Man is the word come to life. And the human imagination is the baby of God and man. When God entered into man, he split in two, created a baby, the human imagination. And it is man's words that evoke his imagination. So this is why language and words are important. And this is why the language keeps changing. It's a tower of Babel. We're all babbling. Ever notice that every year it's, this is the new math, and you can't teach your child the math the way they want it to be taught because they found a new way of presenting the same thing, even though the answer is correct, but the way you're doing it is not. So it's the same thing with language. It changes all the time. You say good, I say bad. Little kid says sick. We all mean good. It's the same thing. So you need to be aware of what words evoke what feelings and emotions and thoughts. These are what are getting pictured into your subconscious mind where divine love and the life principle sits, where you plant the seed. Consciousness is the one that plants the seeds. You are consciously aware of doing it. You know, when you're not consciously aware, then it's, oh, that's cool, I wish I had that, or, oh, that's cool, you know, man, why do those rich people always get whatever they want, or blah, 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 blah. Well, when that's seeing life ob objectively, so then once you become aware of what you're doing, aware of the nature of your being, of these laws, you realize you are the cause and you are the effect. There is no fiction. All works are holy, as they're all written by God, written by I Am. Now, granted, God is asleep, thinking he's playing the person. Rita, Joe, Tom, Dick, Harry, whoever. But he can't help himself. Underneath that, he's telling that baby that story. And he guides that baby, and he's the one showing that baby and doing everything for that baby. The story's over, and it's happily ever after. It's up to you on how you experience that journey to the end of happily ever after. An allegory is the representation of abstract ideas or principles by characters, figures, or events, narrative, dramatic, and pictorial form. That is the definition of an allegory. The Bible tells you your true history. It is telling you not your history, really. It's telling you the stages that you will go through. And just as man has shown these stages in drama how you begin as a baby and then you grow into the adult and then the adult becomes the baby again okay this is 
the pattern that you're experiencing in spirit in your in spirit are the things that you do not see you cannot see the wind you cannot see consciousness you cannot see imagination you cannot see love you feel it but you don't see it so it's you know we all say this is my house and this is my car and this is my body and you know you're not your house or your car but a lot of us think we are our body and you're not your body you know it's it's the body's just a vessel it's a cup and that's what it is for everyone around you you are the cause of how that person is responding because of how you vibrate and you're vibrating what's in your heart there is only one being here we all say I am we all see the same mountains and trees and streets and rivers but we all perceive them differently and we all say I am there's only one everyone is compelled to bring to you this is the story of Esau and Jacob when Jacob supplanted Esau and imagined his father gave him the inheritance that was to go to Esau and his father did that and then Esau shows up and says hey man what the hell <laughs> well you know Esau was busy worrying about what to eat and drink and what clothes to wear he wasn't worried about how to get it easily he was out there getting it the hard way it's okay he'll figure it out one day too sin does not mean murder or mayhem or lying or whatever that is what man calls it that is the moral code of man it means missing the mark and missing the mark is you want to be something and you're not that you're missing the mark so you just imagine you are that and every time you have a moment you know where you can you know, play a little bit with it then you do and try to do it at least you know twice a day first when you get up right before you go to bed until it arrives and this is all a play it's a bunch of people's stories all woven together into one and that is what you're seeing in humanity and currently some big countries that have been expressing hubris their leadership has been expressing hubris pride and not seeing people as people and this is what I was uh, getting back to about you know those who follow these laws and know these things but they still don't see the big picture you know and they still have a foot in objective man's world and they're going to become corrupt and even though all of these people are lovely from the leaders on down the leadership the way they think is not okay no one thinks like that anymore 
and no one is going to bow to that kind of thinking. So thinking that people are just nothing but resources for your disposal. And this has been going on in China for a very long time. And it's about time that that ends. You can't go around, you know, trying to constantly get one up on others and then make them think you're your savior. And then you turn right around and start punishing them because they're not doing as you want them to do. Or you're just constantly taking from them until they say no more. You know, you're playing the bully. But the other one it chose to be the victim. And the two of them have to learn together. No, you don't become the bully and you don't become the victim. We're people and we all love each other. This is all a play and that is what you're to learn is to love it all and be grateful for it all. Imagine what you want and think about it. This is the cause. It will come as long as you love and are grateful to be alive and have life. <coughs> you will get more of what you're grateful for. <coughs> Most people get... Um, very upset with this law when you try to explain it and I wouldn't even bother except to those who are already studying this you know and you'll hear you know well I've been reading Walter Lanyon or I've been reading Phineas Quimby or I've been reading you know Richard Bachman and you know then you can say well you know it's like this. Quantum physics is the cause and the effect is what we're seeing here on the earth. You know, that's what happens. And, you know, when you take it through the science story, they understand it a lot better. Don't stress. That's only going to make you sick. Everyone knows this. You know, it's a journey because you have to figure out that you know, no, there's no one to blame but self. We spend most of our time on this earth walking around blaming others. And then comes the day when we realize it was ourselves all along. You know, it's not like it's... Um, something that people can easily grasp because you know, quantum physics isn't exactly easy to grasp and I've read a lot of quantum physics <laughs> but all of them think time is linear and it's not it's wibbly wobbly tiny whiny and go back to that Nobel Prize speech it must be realized then that some photons will behave in one way and others in another way at the resolution. The only assertion that can be made regarding causality is that the physical laws signify a certain probability that one or another incident will take place. I am the one that determines if Schrodinger's cat is a dead or alive when that box opens. 
it's going to be what I believe it's going to be. It's not something outside of you. And in the Gospel of Thomas, it says, don't lie to yourself. You can lie to objective man all you want, but you don't lie to yourself. Mm -mm. Because you'll be proven wrong every time. You're a spiritual being having a human experience in order to learn. And the human is part of this triangle. It's the human. It's sweet words. It's the human imagination weaving those sweet words. And it's consciousness and divine love. Divine love wraps that desire up that you accepted in a seed and plants it and brings it to you, makes it grow. And consciousness, your father, gives it to you. Your, your father and your mother. It's consciousness and divine love. And one of the Ten Commandments, look at it subjectively. Honor thy father and mother. Doesn't mean your physical father and mother. Although you should be grateful to them for giving you life. It's really about pops and mom. You know, there are lies and there are damn lies and there are statistics. And you can twist them up any way you want. But there are no facts and things do change all the time. And there, there are no smart guys in the room. Okay, no one's smarter than anyone else about you. Only you know what's best for you. So you got to remember that it's all a role everyone's playing and don't worry about them. They get to choose just like you. And they will. No man is left behind. You are the cause and you are the effect. You just keep sending out the love. You keep being grateful to be alive. And for everything that you have in your life. And love it. And more will come to you. In avalanches of abundance. It is law. It is the nature of your being. The photons got to do what the photons got to do. And that is whatever you want. It's ironic, isn't it? They create the end imagined. You imagine the end and the photons get to play. And that's what's represented in stories like, you know, the shoemaker and the elves. The elves are the photons. They made it happen. And, and you know, and he, he gets up and he's like, wow, how did I get all these shoes? Well, he imagined it. And he wasn't worried about it. And he said, I know it's all going to work out. And it did. So all the ancient texts are saying the same thing. This, as the stories became corrupt, they were left behind. And a new story was made until the New Testament and the Bible was written. And after that, it was, this is the story. This is the story. And the Quran is not really honored in the way it should be. You know, they see it objectively, and it's, he's the prophet. He's telling you about the laws. He's telling you it's in the Bible. 
He's telling you, this is how I see it. Look what it did for me. Look what I did. Don't hang any, any pictures of me because I'm not the one doing it. God's doing it, you know. And there are no pictures of God. There's no pictures of consciousness. It has to be shown to you in an allegory, you know, which is everyone and everything. So just imagine the harvest is now. You plant it, it's now. It's here now. And the photons will get going and doing what they got to do. And, you know, really, they do great stuff. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being you.